So hello, um, welcome to this England Talent Programme Talent Parent podcast series. Um, today's podcast is on goal setting for talent programme athletes. Um, we hope that by listening to this podcast that you as parents will gain a better understanding of what goal setting is and how it can be used to ensure that an athlete, i.e. your son or daughter, can continue to make improvements. I'm joined by uh, three guests today. Um, in the room with me, I've got Neil, David and Soph. Um, just to start by um, just introducing yourself. Um, first off, Neil. Hi, I'm Neil Buckley. I'm the UK Transition Coach for British Canoeing and work in Nottingham with the EPS athletes on the telephone. Uh, David. Hi, I'm David. I'm on the EPS uh, squad. I've made the junior team in 2017 and the 23 team in 2019. I moved from Manchester to Nottingham for uni. I'm uh, alongside my uni here. Welcome. Um, and finally, Soph. Hi, I'm Soph. I am a volunteer performance psychologist working with Neil's EPS squad. So first of all, um, we'll kick start really into um, the podcast. Um, so I'll start with you, Soph. Um, simple question, really. So what is goal setting? So goal setting is fundamentally quite a simple thing. Um, it's something we talk a lot about in psychology and sport because it's, it can be quite effective when used well with coaches and athletes. So um, at, at its most basic level, it is thinking about what you want to achieve and articulating that and then having some kind of method to track and monitor your progress towards that whatever that thing is that you want to achieve so um even something as simple as a to-do list um is fundamentally what goal setting is because you're writing down what you want to achieve for that day or that week um and you're tracking your progress against it and there's a lot of scientific research which will show that any any kind of tool like that is much more likely to make you achieve what you set out to achieve and be increase your productivity towards that goal. Um, there's a few kind of broad types of goals that we talk about in sport. So one is outcome goals. So that is the longer term kind of performance related goal. So it's usually something um, that is a bit in the future. So it's not something you can achieve immediately. And it, we hope that it's something that's going to be quite aspirational. So it might be, you know, going to the Olympic Games one day. Um, and then the kind of goals that we talk about more on a daily level, we would call process goals. So they're the uh, tangible steps that you want to achieve, to, which will hopefully hopefully get you to achieve your outcome goal. Um, and yeah, so there are different ways to, to do that kind of thing, to, to track and monitor your goals. Um, and I think we'll talk about some of them today. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go into that um, very shortly. Um, so really over to you, um, Neil. So how do you use goal setting in practice with your athletes? Yes, we use that principle as I've said there to set out what what the athlete wants to achieve. So that is to be an Olympic champion or whatever. And then we just bring them goals down um, from a full year into a year, into a lot of training, into a week, into actual daily. So we use it daily, really, every every session as a as, um goal setting around it um, and the athlete sits down at the start and will look at how that looks, what is their goal, it's their goal, it's not the program's goal, it's, it's the athlete's goal to see where they want to go and then within that we use the support team from the site, nutritionist, 
SNC coach, and most importantly, the athlete. Okay. Um, and then we look at that and how we work on that daily is, is down to the athlete, really, and the support staff around them. But everything is set around the athlete, and the athlete hopefully drives it. Cool. Um, so that is how you sort of go about your setting goals. And um, would that be um, from any level of sport, from um, sort of young youngsters all the way through to working with EPS and 23 athletes? Yeah, but on different different levels, really. Um, I don't think a 12 year old needs to work in the same manner as, as David does. Um, so it's how that is interlinked. So David will work a little bit lower than the senior team does in terms of goals. So it's all a, a stage process up to where you want to go to each level is just a little bit different and depending on the athlete. Great. Um, so David, um, would you mind perhaps sharing some examples of goals in different areas really? Yeah. Explain uh, the Four Corners model as well. Okay, so Soph and I have been working on setting up Four Corners and how to organise which goals I'm going to go for. So the first area would probably be technical. So that applies to stuff like ups or staggers or any any way you use the water. Um, so an example of a technical call would be getting six good ups in a full run to your standards. So it could be six rudder ups that are really good, um, or it could be six sweep ups, or it could just be learning how to get a sweep up for the first time. Uh, and then the other corner would be physical goals. Um, so that could be something like getting stronger, being able to do 10 pull-ups without stopping would be a physical goal. Um, and then a mental goal would be being able to build your confidence up. Um, so for a young athlete, I might be being able to gear on HBP for the first time or surf stopper for the first time. Um, and then a lifestyle goal, that can be something like eating seven bits of fruit and veg a day. Or, That's a high target. Yeah. <laughs> or going to bed at the right time, waking up at the right time. So yeah, that, that's quite useful there. So using that four corners model, what, what you mentioned, so technical, physical, psychological, and lifestyle. Um, and then, so you sort of regularly review that all the time. Um, yeah, so um, so how do you, that leads me on to really my next question. So how do you sort of track and monitor these, sort of, these goals? Okay, so the important bit is to write them down. So you have, you can have them on the computer, you can have them on a poster on your wall, uh, when I lived in Manchester, I didn't really have much coaching support, like day to day. So I'd write them on my wall, and then every morning I'd be able to wake up and see them and see what I was going to work on that day. And then if it was like three months down the line, I could see them and think, yeah, I've done that, and take it off and start a new one. Um, so it's being able to review them every couple of months, really. That's quite good. Something to be sure that you can see, and then you know they always say that. Um, if you've got like a list or something and you can cross something up or pick something up, it's quite motivational, is that for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely make it so it's achievable. So if you have, like, start thinking something big and then work out the steps to get to it. So if it's to do six groups on a run, your first goal would be to get one group and then you can take that off. And as long as you can see you're progressing, then it's a bit more encouraging to get there. Um, Neil, so um, from a coaching side, um, in the pathway, we have got some athletes that um, are a bit remote. So what advice would you give to parents and athletes that have limited contact with coaches or support staff in this area of goal setting? 
think it comes back to, to knowing um, from a coach called knowing the athlete. Well, who's the athlete? What are their targets? And then what are we trying to achieve? Most importantly, how are we going to achieve that? And that links it into the, the parents really understanding what their child is wanting to achieve, how we're going to achieve it, most importantly, so they can back that up and be very supportive on there, but a knowledgeable support rather than an ad hoc support. So really, why are you going for a 10-mile run when you go canoeing? And understanding why that's so, again, it's not confrontating the, the, the athlete against the coach. It's all of us linking in one to a, to a team to aspire to help the athlete achieve their goal at the end of the day. That's, that's quite good there. So you sort of, yeah, talked about the link between the athlete, coach and parents. So we, we sometimes we refer to that really as the athlete team. Um, so, yeah, it's obviously useful that parents need to sort of have an understanding of what their son or daughter is sort of a, a want to achieve and their goals that they have got. Um, is that difficult at times when parent perhaps doesn't have an understanding of what that child their child's goal might be and would there be some sort of conflict at times? Yeah I think there's conflict and I think it, it comes down to um, clarity of the program so I know for example we, we've tried in various different ways the best way I think this year we all the parents came in and we talked about what we wanted to achieve and we had individual meetings with the parents to go Actually, this is what we're trying to achieve, and this is why we're trying to achieve it. This person is having a day's rest. It's because we're training hard or we're going into Lee Valley, which is a bit harder training. So really understanding that and then having a, a link to the to the coach when they want, within reason, obviously. Um, but yeah, to help that understanding so that everybody again is back on the same page for the athletes' goals. It is all about the athlete centered approach for them to achieve their goals. Good. Um, it's so, worth noting that parents, if you don't have much contact with the coach, don't don't be afraid to reach out to them. If this if this is a, a technique you might be interested in doing that your child might not be doing formally with their coach, don't be afraid to reach out and ask them for advice. You know, yes, their time is quite tight sometimes, but they they're quite good at letting you know when you know they're busy or too much. There's too many questions, so don't be afraid to at least ask a question because you will get a much better, um, more realistic and achievable goal with the input from the coach as well. So use that resource. Don't just try and work on something independently with your child when you've got an expert available to you. That's a great piece of advice there. Yeah, yeah. I would back that up with off there because one thing that can be quite frustrating as a coach is that you're trying to do um, A to get to C and sometimes a parent might go to B first actually you need to get A in the right place before C can happen quicker and actually be very effective so it's used in a race environment so I see a lot of kids and parents asking the kids to neck a gate actually when you go and watch them in races they don't because their skill is not good enough so their coach generally will make sure their skill is good enough to use in a race environment um, especially at EPS level we do all our technical work forwards before is just about building in that awesome technique to deliver on race day. We don't introduce anything new. So everything is very structured. Yeah, oh, that's, that's good. Um, so David, you sort of mentioned about goal setting, giving you a bit of a clear focus. 
Um, Soft, what sort of benefits are there to goal setting in just addition to giving that athlete the clear focus that David sort of mentioned earlier? Yeah, so that's obviously a big benefit. It's much easier to deliver an effective session if you know what you're trying to achieve rather than just kind of turning up and going through the motions. Um, we've also talked about how you can get confidence from achieving your goals. So if you've set really neat, specific and kind of measurable goals in your four corners model, um, it should be quite easy to say, yeah, I've achieved that now, you know, tick it off the list. And that definitely is good for building confidence. Um, you won't always be able to tick stuff off in the time frame that you want. And that's not a bad thing. You know, you want your goals to be challenging. Um, I think Emma talked in the last goal setting webinar about that 80 percent rule. She may have done. She may not have done. Um, but yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah refer to that. Yeah. So it's it's a useful kind of benchmark to, to think about if you want something to be achievable but challenging, then making something that you could achieve 80 percent of the time is like a good kind of reference point for that. Um, other benefits, things like encouraging self-reflection by the athlete. So something that our, our paddlers will learn throughout their time on the pathway is getting better at kind of being self-aware in terms of what, what they think will be useful for their development, but also that um, kind of objective review. So uh, we have, it's quite a common tendency for a young athlete to not fully be able to analyze their performance objectively so that's why I think like video is really useful because you can see what what happened rather than your um maybe warped memory of what happened on the water um, yeah. but by kind of being quite formalized in your approach to setting goals and then reviewing them you're encouraged to really analyze your performance and get a bit better at that skill and that's really helpful when you get to senior level um, we haven't talked so much about outcome goals here so I think quite a good uh use of that is to be that motivator that long-term motivation so if you're having a bad day and you don't want to get on the water or if it's dark you know you don't want to get out of bed um having something that can remind you of this is why i'm doing it i've got high purpose here and that's to get to the olympics for example that's so inspirational that a lot of people will say that helps make those hard sessions a little bit easier to remember why they're doing it yeah yeah i'd imagine it would yeah yeah always well, just visualizing seeing yourself on now on the podium or going to the Olympics yeah. that that's what the hard work is day in day out yeah. and you don't oh, yeah. you could even photoshop your face onto a podium <laughs> <laughs> um is that, is that something you do David <laughs> no, no probably not um I think, <laughs> I think a lot of my friends tend to have like a picture of where they want to be and um, so like the next world championships they might have a picture and then next year's in Slovenia they might have something about that or Wherever else. Um but sometimes I don't find that is the best thing, I think. Yeah, that's that's quite good. Yeah, quite useful. Um so Sof obviously mentioned benefits of goal setting and stuff like that. Um there's obviously times when an athlete probably won't achieve their goals. Um so if there's times when you haven't achieved your goal, what can you do as an athlete and what do you do to remotivate yourself? So it depends what goal you haven't achieved. So if it was a more of a process goal, so say you didn't get your strength up to a certain place where you wanted it to be. So say you wanted to, I don't know, bench press 100 kilos by March or some year and you didn't get it by then. You have to think about why you're not doing it and if you're doing the things right that lead to it. Um, 
But if it's something like an outcome goal where you wanted to finish in the top 10 at a race and you came 11th, you have to think about why that's not happened. And I think the more objective you are about it and the less emotional you are, the better, because then you can work towards your end goal more effectively. Um, but in terms of re-motivating yourself, I find it quite easy after after a little bit. So maybe you might want to cool off and have a break for a day or something like that. But then I tend to be like, kind of automatically motivated to go back at it and try again. Um, and I think you have to see the, the problems or the, the kind of failures. It's not, not really a failure, it's all just about learning. Um, and the problem is just a challenge. It's not, it's not the end of the world kind of thing. And success isn't going to be like a straight up ladder to get to the Olympics or work. It sounds like use that if you don't achieve your goals, that that's just as a learning experience for you for then to go on to refocus and, and you know carry on to you know go forward. Um, is that something that um, as an as a coach, um, Neil, um, when an athlete doesn't achieve their goals, is there anything extra from what in addition to what David said that um, you might sort of do or to help the athlete? Yeah, I think. It is about an athlete this podcast but also the coach will be extremely upset and the way i would deal with it so i've had good selection races for the athletes and bad selection races and you go back and it comes back to the goal setting it's looking at was it the appropriate goal did we do everything in our goals that we wanted to achieve so were we in bed at the right time did we eat the right food did we do the nutrition did we do the right training did we prepare the best we can if all them answers are yes, you can turn around and say it wasn't our day and we can look and learn from if we made any mistakes and we always review everything, good or bad, it's reviewing and then that drives the next stage. Um, so I think in, in terms of a performance goal, it's looking back at what you did. Did you do everything that you said you were going to do? And then agreement, which goes back to the goals. If that is correct, if you've done everything and you can't really beat yourself up too much, you will. And I know you will as an athlete and as a coach, you'll beat yourself up, but try not to. And, and for, the, for the athlete, it's, it's a bit of a grieving process. So it's their dream yeah. to make the team and go to the World Championships at any level, junior, under 23, senior Olympic Games. It's a dream and people go through a grievance process and um, different people act in a different way. And David's, I've been through that with David and he's very motivational. Been through that with other people, and it's harder work. Um, so I think it's it, again, it's knowing the who is. Is it an arm round? Is it whatever you need to do? No, knowing your athlete and what what works best for yeah. for the athlete. So it's yeah. Coming back to the who, the what, the how at the time. Yeah, and the, the, you talked to, touched on it there. Just the review process is very key. Then within goal setting, yeah. uh, having that review process there. Um, so, Soph, coming to you next, um, what sort of practical advice could you give to those wanting to use goal setting? Um, so, I would say that you need to find something that works for you. We've, we've played around with a few things in the EPS squad, um, and it becomes clear quite quickly when something is not necessarily um, something that's sustainable for that individual. So. I think it's all about trying a few things and working out what your child would respond well to. You know, you don't want something too onerous that they are going to be instantly turned off from and, and not persevere with because 
the whole purpose of the goal setting activity is to give you that focus and to try and build confidence. So if it's not doing that, then there's no point continuing with it. So you need to play around with stuff. Some ideas that we've used is, um, like we've talked about the four corners model. Um, there's the SMART model, which is, oh God, this is gonna test me, an acronym. Uh, yeah, go on then, what's uh, that S stand Specific, for? measurable, achievable, reviewed, is it? And times, time specific. Um, so that's quite a useful acronym for you to make sure your goals are, um, you know, measurable in terms of being able to specifically say when you've achieved them, tick them off the list, it's done, rather than something that's quite vague and you never quite know if you've achieved it. Um, so that's really useful. Something that Neil, I think, does with all the guys now is use the uh, WhatsApp group. So they can kind of daily agree in that group before a session what the priority is, what the goal is for the session, and then review it after. So it's like a really easy way to just quickly make sure you it's done and it's not just a kind of lost session that's been a bit aimless. Um, I'm sure there's apps out there that you can use for goal setting. Obviously, something as simple as a notepad on your phone or um, actually a physical training diary. We tried that last year. Um, not sure how well that would go down with kids these days, but that's definitely something that used to be quite effective. Um, and having a physical copy of something that you can kind of read back over is quite nice sometimes if you want to see your progress um, and have a record of that stuff. Um, in terms of outcome goals, David's thrown out some ideas like having posters um, of what, what you want to be, where you want to get to. Um, Emma spoke about having like stickers on your boat or your water bottle to remind you what, why you're doing it. Um, I've spoken to some of the guys about having a kind of quote or a mantra that really resonates with them in terms of where they want to get to. One of them was all, always about the Rocky films. Um, so that was <laughs> always quite inspirational. Um, and just have them somewhere visible so you can remember why you're doing this. It's hard work, so you need something to remind you why. I think it um, goes down to really what the what works best for the athlete, yeah. um, and um, it sounds like you know, like you said, that there's times when you try different things, it probably hasn't worked, and it's just finding the right yeah, thing for okay. the athlete. Yeah. yeah, just don't don't get stuck in a rut with it. Just find something that works and is meeting the the criteria for why you're doing goal setting. Good. Yeah. Um, so David, um, really talk, thinking about parents here, so how can parents support an athlete um, what, with what they want to do? Um, so when I was back here in Manchester, my parents were really good in helping me achieve what I wanted to achieve. So I always had the final say in whether I was actually going to go canoeing that day or like uh, actually going to go to the gym. I think my parents would be able to say, oh, like maybe I'll take a day off today if I was looking really tired, but then like I could still say yeah or no, and it wouldn't they wouldn't push me to do a session that I didn't want to do. So that's the most important. But they have to be the athlete has to enjoy what they're doing, and the motivation has to come from them. It can't be the parents' goal, um, and it could be a joint goal. But at the end of the day, it's about enjoying what you're doing. Um, like day in day out, I'll have fun training even if I'm absolutely knackered. I'll still enjoy it. Um, I'll remind you of that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not enjoying it, then there's no point doing it, kind of thing. Um, 
so yeah, there's, they can't be any pressure on the athlete from the parent because that's when things start to go wrong. Um, I think the key thing there is it's being important that it's athlete driven yeah. um, as opposed to the opposite way around. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think the, the parents can just support any way they can. Uh, I wouldn't say carrying your boat up to the top is the best bit because I've heard that it makes you stronger if you carry your boat. Mm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the athlete should carry the boat. Um, but then I think the parents can help the athlete communicate with the coach. So if you're not based near your coach, emailing, texting, calling every week, just once a week, we'll be able to build that relationship up with your coach and being as clear as you can. Neil's shaking his head, but <laughs> do it, bombard them yeah. any way you can because it helps the coach know you. And then when it comes down to that race day, they'll be able to understand you better. And if you've got a better communication, you'll probably have a better race. Um, and then you can help your your child or your athlete achieve your goals by like writing writing down things on a whiteboard or putting things on the fridge, having like a little shelf where you can put medals or anything like that in the house, just so when they come down in the morning when they're going to do training or something like that, they can see, oh yeah, I've won that race, so I've come here and achieved that. Um, and if you're watching your athlete train, you can video them, even if it's on the canal or the flat just video them and then they can they can see the progress or timing them on a certain um session it really helps i think the yeah, key thing there i suppose what you mentioned really about parents just recognizing the effort that the athletes got done and, and being able to recognize and see the progress um, that the athlete has had so i'll finish um the podcast with one final question um for all three of you um so start off with you neil uh, the question is what would be your key piece of advice for parents? Uh, my advice is really understand what the athlete's going for. So really understand the goal um, and supporting them the best way you can. And I think by not doing too much, i.e. allowing them to be able to cook and being able to get their kit ready for themselves and doing stuff themselves, prepares them for when they go away on a team trip where they are expected to cook them a little bit themselves and get ready on themselves and be there. So if I've seen athletes there that aren't capable of doing that and it's it, it's not a good trip for them, they don't enjoy it. So being able to give them the life skills to, to do that is really good. And also really thinking about how each conversation leaves with canoeing. So for example, I've seen um, an athlete do an absolute brilliant session and falling in once and their parents review was, oh, you fell in, you're rubbish. And then I asked the athlete what they thought of the session or what they left with the parent and said, I fell in on rubbish. And actually, they just achieved the goal by doing seven off things brilliantly. Their race runs, if I remember, they did four runs all within two seconds. But they've picked on, they've fallen in. Yeah. Instead of actually, they've done some really good paddling. So I think, yeah, leave, always try to leave that positive. Shows that you're trying, pushing yourself. Um, and David, what, what about you? Um, I think the parents always have to drive the enjoyment of the athlete. Um, just support them and recognise when they've done well. And linking it to Neil's point about being independent, it's really important to make them learn how to be organised and balance everything. And, and sorry, I would add parents are a massive, massive support and especially junior and equally at senior level, our senior athletes have some fantastic parents that support them, yeah. World Cups, local races, everything. And without them, without your parents or guardians, it really is a struggle. So I think massive job which is completely completely agree there yeah with that and um, so from what what's your piece of advice 
so my main piece of advice is what I was saying earlier about making sure that you find a method that works for you because if you're doing something that is uh, something that they don't enjoy, they're not going to keep it up and you're not going to be achieving uh, the benefits of focus and confidence building. That is the whole point of the exercise of goal setting. So find a method that works for you and your child. Uh, thank you. Thanks for that then there. Um, I'll draw this um, podcast to a close. So thank you for everybody for listening um, to this podcast on goal setting. We hope that you found this really useful and um, you've gained some re- useful pieces of advice um, around this area um, topic of goal setting. So thank you and thanks everybody.